Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bob D, and with me for this show are Colm Brown. Hello there. And Will Pintar. Hiya, you all right? <laughs> uh, and in this show, as we, we hinted at on Monday, we're going to be chatting about uh, where we think the meta might head. Now we've had the points reveals from the July points change, and now we've got our hands on the Wave 4 releases, which have been super popular. Colm, what are you thinking? Where are we going to go with the meta? So, it's honestly quite hard to tell, I think. Mainly because there's not really been any tournaments. So I think we're kind of eyeing up Euros is coming up. And I'm just having a quick look through the old 1A6 tournament track, eh? And there's no big events before Euros. So, that well, there's French System Open... Uh, which is next weekend, but they're not allowing the use of the new wave due to distribution issues. So, That's kind of mad. That is kind of mad. Yeah. So really, like, I think Euros will be a big reveal in what is actually good. But I think we'll turn to our old friend MetaWing because, you know, you can we can look at the date. So since going from the past three weeks or since the start of July, the top-ranked squad is a Synchro Swarm. Uh, for the Re- Republic. So, Sinker, uh, Gold Squadron Troopers in the uh, Tauran Starfighters, and then just your cheapest Arc Generic. Uh, seems to be top of the pops. Obviously, it's not very much data, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. But I think we probably are heading into a Swarm meta. So, stuff like Sinker Swarm, TIE Swarm. A lot of people are very excited about Vulture Drone Swarms. You know, with... Yeah. Uh, a bell blob support ship and i think then the natural counter to that usually is some kind of ac list that can just kind of skirt around the side so those are the two types of archetypes i would expect to be most popular you've played quite a bit will with the with the new bombers what are you making of them i love them i think they're brilliant i think they bring a lot of variation to it and I, yeah i quite like them me and jack were talking about a list he tried it out that did really well I've tried some parts of different lists. I like some bombers. I think others aren't as great, but I think um, they're they're going to play a big part in bringing the cis towards the top and start getting them into see more cuts. I think definitely. Are you swarming um, them, or are you just kind of putting in the ones you think are good? In like I won't a- mind. I won't mind, Colm. As you know, I'm not a swarm player, but I think I feel like it is going that way. Depends on. What what side what what are we calling a swarm? <laughs> it depends how many ships we're calling a swarm. Is it more than four's a swarm? Oh man, this is a controversial topic depending on who you ask. I would say six. Six is a six swarm. Six plus is a swarm. Six is definitely that. a swarm. Four or less probably isn't. But five and you are gonna see, I think, five and something quite frequently. Because the, so, the points fit nicely. You know, I you think, can you can fit five and uh, grievous or or whatever. A salad swarm, then. <laughs> I'm creating a new archetype, a salad swarm. A bit of a mix of vultures, bombers, uh, a Beelzebub. You know, um, yeah, there's a bit of a mix of everything in there. And I think some of the lists that I've certainly thrown around with a lot of the cis players that are playing at the moment, that, yeah, they seem to be a good mix of different bombers. And, and obviously vulture droids as well. And I think if you are taking the Wilderbub 
with with the vultures and the the bombers, then usually they're fly, flying in fairly close formation anyway. So you've got the the five or six of them flying as a swarm, even if they're not all the same ship. Yeah, you, you can do. Yeah, I mean, you can split them up. I mean, if you've got Grievous in there, you're sending him down a flank away from him. You're not flying him with him. Um, it it all depends on what pilots. I mean, you can mix and match it up that well that you can do all sorts with it. Um, and also on your tack droid, I guess, because if you've got a tactical upgrade that needs you to be in range naught to three of the vultures and the hyenas, then you're going to want to fly it reasonably close anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of a lot of people I've been speaking to, like Colm said, have uh, been talking about uh, apart from uh, setting this aside, are the ace lists. That's what I was going to say. I'm seeing a lot of people writing ace lists and figuring out ace lists at the moment maybe like you said calm in in sort of like direct counter to uh to the swarm so I, i've seen a lot of republicy ace lists and uh imperial ace lists kicking about and what is there that can handle aces and can also handle a swarm because if you could find that, then it's it's the holy grail. If we're if we're right that it's going to be swarms and aces, five A wins. Yeah, <laughs> simple. <laughs> a so headache to else. fly for a headache to fly for a whole tournament, though. It it is, but so are swarms. It, like a cis swarm isn't a traditional swarm like a, an imperial swarm, and I found that a real headache to fly for two games the other day, and it was like a mini swarm as well because of the dials and things. They don't fly like an Imperial Swarm. I think yeah. the A-Wings are relatively easy compared to a lot of other Swarms, from my experience. Just because the dial's so good, you can aim your gun backwards. Like you, You've got so many decisions you can make to get yourself out of a tough spot. And like it's quite hard, like if you're thinking about it even a little, to like to get yourself stuck. Which can happen you know, if you're flying a TIE Swarm and you go around the rocks incorrectly and you're just screwed. That's a lot harder to to kind of get that wrong with the Aving Swarm. And they've got the green dice to make life difficult for a, for a TIE Swarm. And they can even take a bit of a, uh, a round of uh, energy shell shots with, the, with, with decently modded green dice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be sitting in front of a, any kind of swarm, really, if you can avoid it. I think, you know, they're quite good because they can arc dodge or they can just go five straight forward and shoot out the bum. But if you if you're getting caught just at the the edge of the the swarm's uh, arc, then it's not a disaster. No, yeah, true, true, true. Well, I'm I'm trialing. I'm about to trial anyway. When Colm gives me my droids, um, a cluster missile swarm, and I'm going to see what that's like. <laughs> What's the thing with cluster missiles, Will? Uh, not cluster missiles. Sorry, homing missiles. Okay. I was going to say I'm not going to give them to you if you want to try a cluster missile swarm. <laughs> sounds off. It's not worth it. <clears throat> Homing missile swarms. Um, How about the, uh, is it diamond boron missiles? The yeah. ones that can do a damage or potentially do a bonus damage to anything with the same or lower number of, of uh, green dice? Yeah. With range it, zero to it, one? Yeah, range zero to what? How situational is that? Do you know what I mean? I well, mean, if there's a lot of swarms, it starts to become less situational, doesn't it? Yeah, but if we're if we're seeing a lot of aces, they're pretty much useless. Whereas um, homing missiles are good for both. Aces don't want to see homing missiles, that's for sure. Especially when there's six or seven of them on the board. 
and neither does a swarm to be fair you know I'll, I'll i'll literally point it if i've got six ships on the board and i'm pointing it at a swarm and i'm taking two ships off the board essentially especially if it's an imperial swarm yeah that'd be tasty that'd be very tasty and do you think there's any room for big ships in the meta we're looking at over the next few months i think potentially you know like if you look at a player like jack like i don't think he's ever lost to a tie swarm with han and jake he just knows how to fly around them you know and the big maneuverability i think stuff with like a big ship with a white boost is pretty good against that kind of thing if you can fly it right i mean han jake's still good yeah you know, let's not take it away. Yeah, they took it at inertial dampeners off, but Han Jake is still a really good list. You know, if you, if you can fly it, then you can smash people up. And how about the um, the new releases, the new ships? We've talked about vultures. What about the resistance shuttle and the the little pod that comes with that? Finn, in particular, has had a lot of chat. I think there's a lot of hype around Finn. That is like he's okay. You know, he's like, he's a fine little filler ship, but he's not anything amazing. And he wouldn't like swarms at all. Like, he's just got a terrible dial. His little gimmick only works once, twice, if you put on Perceptive Copilot. It's just, um, like, he's okay, really. Resistance is hurting a little bit, maybe, because, like, the transport, again, won't like swarms. It's just nowhere near maneuverable enough. Leia's okay against it, I suppose, but she's so expensive. And like there, the Falcon will go down fast if you catch it in the wrong spot. I'm not, I'm not too convinced about the new stuff, to be honest. DBS 404 is good. <laughs> I think you mentioned that. <laughs> I love that new shit. No, <laughs> oh, just f- five forward. <laughs> just, just, just five dice to six dice to the face in it, and just take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at Finn, it, obviously his ability enables him to add a, a, a focus uh, result. And if he's got a focus token, then he's, he's getting basically a bonus evade on top of his two green dice, which means that he can, he can tank a, a pretty powerful shot coming in at him uh, once every turn because the, the strain tokens just vanish at the end of the turn. And that's pretty good, isn't it? I suppose it is quite good against aces. You know, like aces have to spend so long lining up the shot and then for them to come in and hit Finn and he's like, if you have heroic on him, he's guaranteed at least two evades, basically. So that that shot they spent so long working their way into does nothing. But he absolutely can't afford to get stressed. No, and that's where the kind of crappy dial comes in. Like he is good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's crap and not worth flying. Like I've written a lot of lists with them in. And I will try him out more. But I think he is just, you know, okay. Yeah, he's only got one banks and one and two forwards to clear stress. Yeah, and only a 3k. Yeah. No three hards. It's just, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's a pretty basic dial, isn't it? Yeah. What 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 pilots have been thrown in for um, the actual transport itself? I mean, everyone keeps mentioning the pod, but no one's really talking about the transport. I mean, what are we using from the transport itself and what pilots are we using? So I've been looking at, there's one called Noden Chavdry. And uh, the ability there is after you coordinate or are coordinated, if you have two or fewer stress tokens, you may perform one action on your action bar as a red action. 
even if you're stressed. I've been looking at her because turning one action into two is generally a thing that's good in X-Wing. Yeah. But like, it's it's hard. So you do stuff like you put advanced optics on so that her attacks maybe do more damage. You put on attack officer so that because you you don't get double stressed when you do a coordinate. Because if you do get double stressed, you're just screwed. And then it's 46 points. Like, I think that's okay. But if it was just a bit cheaper, it would actually be good. You know, I just think they're all a little bit expensive. And, like, the transport style is, again, not very good. Like, it's got the reverse, but it's got no K-turn. Like, not having a K-turn or, or even a sloop is a big deal. It's got a zero stop. Yeah, but, like, it's nowhere near as good as a K-turn. Like, look at the um, look at the Ewing without Leia, right? It was a laughing stock yeah. before Leia was playable. And, like, this is kind of similar. Again, the reverse helps a bit. But, like, a 4K is such a good maneuver in so many situations. I think not having it is, I don't know, genuinely quite bad. You've you kind of got to staple the TAC officer on, haven't you? You've, you've sort of got to have a TAC officer on it. Because you're never going to want three actions because the way it would work, you first of all you you do your move at I two, then someone coordinates you. So having taken your own focus, you then get a coordinated target lock, and then you get an action on your action bar. So you then also get to coordinate back or do a jam, and that feels really that third action feels really situational, which means that the value of the ability is really in after you uh, coordinate. So that means that you do the action after you've coordinated something else and you're going to want that to be to be white because you don't want to end up double stressed and that's probably going to be coordinate something else then take a focus so you've either got two actions and a third one you don't really need or you've got coordinating something else and the action you were going to take becomes red so it's not quite as simple as getting a bonus action. The way it works just isn't that that efficient. What you really want is a focused target lock. But I mean, to, to me, this is this is a support ship. That, that's what it is. You know, I mean, uh, like no, not in chavdry. Right? <laughs> that it's thirty six points. It's not an, for that. It's it's playing a support ship role. It's not playing an attacking ship. You know, I, although you want it to. No, it's, like, it's, it's a two-dice gun. <laughs> so I have written one list with it that I quite like, uh, which is Chavdry with Optics and Tac Officer, the Resistance Transport Pod with Finn, and then you can fit in Poe and Lulo, and you've got quite a lot of points. So you could do stuff like put C-3PO on Finn, so you've got two people handing out actions. You can put stuff like R4 in the title on Poe, depending on how much bid you want. And like that feels okay. Like you got decent two decent ships and then two aces that they're kind of supporting. But it, it seems like I, I'll be honest with you, it seems like mid table jank rather than competitive. You know yeah. I, mean? I think like resistance aces. So like if you're trying with Lulo and Poe, I think the, the question is why aren't you trying with Imperials or Republic? Yeah. And, you know, like, they did well, but I think they did well, like, in hyperspace and before the Imperial Aces, like, Soontir came in and before the Republic stuff came out. Like, I just don't think they're as good. 
So they're in, I think, resistance, they've got five A-wings, which is really, really strong. And then everything else is maybe in a bit of a tight spot. Well, yeah. we've still got the, the Venny bomber list, I guess. Yeah, situationally good. And if we're going into a swarm meta, try yeah, to Venny, Venny is going to be really nice in the swarm meta. Could it be time for the return of our Lord and Saviour, Redline? Oof. How dare you? Well, and what you can discern from the the metering info is that the Imperial Ace lists seem to be coming back. You know, you've got Vader, you've got Whisper, you've got uh, Suntir Fell. Those just managed to get his name out without swearing, Bob. Just, (laughs) Um, I mean, those three ships are are coming back and they are effective aces for for an ace-based list. And there's a lot of ways you can build those. You know, you can you can have Vader and Mini Swarm. You can have Echo coming in to complement Whisper. There's lots of choices from a list building point of view if you decide to go the Imperial Ace way. It's not the X-wing I particularly enjoy because it tends to end up with something losing half points and and still there being two full two nearly full squads on the board after 75 minutes, which is not really very satisfying. Well, I've seen an interesting variant of that. I've seen a Sense Vader list, so. Uh, Darth Vader with Sense and Afterburners, Sunsea Fell, just standing, then free Academy ties. Um, and that, um, I'll be honest, I'll, oh, I'll credit him to it, it's, it's Dominic Flanagan. You know, and he's, he's been, that's one of the lists he's been looking at, and I think that's really good. You know, I think it's a, it is, it's a mixture between, it, well, it's two aces and a mini swarm. I think it's quite, quite fun, and I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah, that seems to me the kind of thing like that'll be good for the same reason that like five A wings is good in that you've got some stuff you can use for blocking up and some stuff you can use for being a bit of an arc dodger, a bit of a, a hammer to the anvil of the blockers. So yeah, I can see that kind of thing being decent. And the question is, do you get like against the tie swarm, like your academies just die pretty sharpish? So it's a question of like, can you do enough with the aces before that happens? Which you know, quite possibly you can. Well, and with Vader on board, you have got something that's got some punch. Yeah, true. But it, I mean, it, it's no different to Jedi's and two Torrents. It, it, it's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's one whole different. There you go. It, there's one whole difference with, within the the two Torrents and the three Academies. You know. So. Mm. But they've got more greens. So. You know, and there's it, three of them, not two. Yeah, they're almost a similar list, just in a different faction. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting analysis of those. Mm. You know, the, the double ace and some generics is looking like being a, a consistent 2.0 archetype now. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's just not something we ever saw in 1.0. No, it was either aces or it wasn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, obviously you had you had um, pal paces, but that was two aces and a support ship, a very fat, slow support ship. It was never going to be fast enough to act as a blocker. But now you've got these little fighters that you, you can't really ignore. But no. equally, you don't, you don't want to spend all day chasing them. So in conclusion, it's still a bit of a swing, bit of a bit of swarm wing. It's looking like that. It's looking like that. It's a bit of everything, just not as many big base ships as what you may have thought with the points change. Makes still. me sad. Makes me sad. I said, this is just another episode where I can go on a rant in the future. But just big ships, just 
there's so many reasons they're not really cutting it right now. With some very few exceptions, which aren't really to do with them being big ships, but I think. Yeah, I think that's right. One day the big ships will be back. Um, and then we'll all um, complain about them. <laughs> yeah, we mean that they're not there, then we'll moan when they are there. That, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We're going to be back very soon. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye from Will Pintar. Goodbye. Goodbye from Colin Brown. And Ellen. Slon. And goodbye from me, Bob D. Ta-da. <laughs>